Hi, this is number 28, Maya. Maya is the Sanskrit term which usually is uh, translated as illusions. And in honor of that, I'm going to read a few quotes from the book Illusions by uh, Richard Bach, which is r really a, a fantastic book. I, I highly recommend it. And uh, the uh, reluctant Messiah in Illusions uh, says, learning is finding out what you already know. Doing is demonstrating that you know it. Teaching is reminding others that they know just as well as you. You are all learners, doers, teachers. And this is a test to see if your mission in this life is complete. If you are alive, it isn't. And finally, you seek problems because you need their gifts. Though the term Maya is usually translated as illusion and uh, used to describe our world and everything in it, uh, the idea that our world is an illusion, especially to a Western mind, can be off-putting. It, it seems to suggest that what happens doesn't matter, that none of this matters. Uh, since it's all an illusion, why should we even care about it? And uh, which is true uh, about many Sanskrit terms is that uh, this one is somewhat misunderstood. The central idea of Vedanta is this, that there is no separation. I am at one with totality, not a part of totality or apart from totality, but Totality and I are the same thing. There's only one thing. It's not possible that this one thing is totality and that I am anything other than it. I am at one with you. I am at one with God. I am at one with everything, everyone, all the time. And yet my senses and my thoughts and everything I encounter tells me that I am separate, sometimes uh, loudly so. Now, the life of the spirit is about seeing to what degree I can know myself as that one whole complete thing, even as I am having the experience of separation. How much can I, while having the experience of separation from you, separation from totality, separation from God, where sometimes I can't even grasp the idea that I am anything other than separate. How can I, in that experience, know myself as at one with and indeed know you as at one with as well? When I remind myself that I am at one with, even this person who's seemingly being rude to me, this person in traffic, this person I'm working with, this person I'm living with, it might allow me to let go of resentment for just a moment. It might give me a reason to even move in the direction of letting go of resentment. 
it might allow me to see this other person as behaving from her discomfort rather than simply lashing out at me. It might allow me to see that she is doing something rather than doing something to me. If I have this idea of oneness and totality and can see through the maya of separation, the illusion of separation, the illusion of duality. Maybe I'll be able to find compassion for the family member who always seems too preoccupied to pay attention to me. I might find it easier to ask a friend how they're doing, even though they rarely ask the same of me. Remembering that I am at one with might help to remind me that even though I may feel disconnected from God and unworthy of God's love, as I said, neither of those ideas is even possible in a universe at one with. If I can imagine this at oneness, maybe I'll be able to stop identifying with the thoughts and the feelings that tell me these things, that tell me of separation, that tell me of unworthiness, of my unworthiness or your unworthiness, my unworthiness to be alive, my unworthiness to be happy, your unworthiness to have my attention because you never offer me your attention, your unworthiness to have my love because you never seem to offer me the same in return. Maybe I can see beyond all these ideas of transaction and settle into the place where I can feel the flow of life from oneness to itself, the flow of love from one aspect of oneness to another aspect of oneness. Maybe I can settle out of these ideas of separation and this insistence on separation and and, 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 and fall into that place where this flow of love is already occurring, where I don't have to manufacture it, where I don't have to give myself permission for it, where I can simply allow myself to know myself as that flow. Because if there is only one thing, then this one thing must be God. Unless we're someone who doesn't believe in God. But even then, is it possible to not believe in nature? Is it possible to not believe in something that is making all of this experience swirl around itself? Is it possible that there is no organizing intelligence in the universe, when the mathematical ratio of the spiral conch is precisely the mathematical ratio of the spiral galaxy, where you can have a holograph where the most minute piece of a wholeness is uh, containing the entirety of that wholeness. I personally just 
say there must be something that is a nervous system made up of the whole of what is. And that I am at one with this, this nervous system, that I am some aspect of this nervous system. And if there is a oneness that is the whole of what is, I'm just going to call it God. You can call it whatever you want. And if there is only this one thing, and if it is God, then I too must be of God. Not that I am God. God forbid. But that I am an aspect of this one thing, this oneness, this this divine expression, this divine experience of wholeness, of completeness, of totality. And if I am at one with this thing, then this other person I am interacting with must also be of this one thing. Regardless of how they appear to me in the, in the moment, regardless of how many reactions they trigger in me at any moment, regardless of how many times I want to turn away from them and pretend that they're not on the planet, pretend that I don't know them, pretend that I've never loved them, pretend that it's not possible for us ever to come together. Even if I can imagine this for one moment as a truth, the flow of love from one of us to the other of us becomes possible. The experience of the flow of love from one of us to the other of us becomes experiential for us in that moment. Where there is love, there is improvement. Where there is love, there is encouragement for more love. There is hope for something more. There can be the beginnings of healing. Today I will open my mind to the idea that I am at one with another person. And I will ask myself how that might feel. And when I get pulled into thoughts and stories that insist I am other than at one with that person. I will let go of the stories, take a breath, and allow myself to settle into the place where my oneness with that other person might be experienced. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.